All right, welcome to the first ever episode of The Valley Boys. I am your host, Dave Weasel. Let's get this shit over with. <laughs> Joining with me is my assistant, Brandon Collins, Wait, who one time took a dump on a jogging path in Tarzana. Whoa, 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 whoa. assistant? No, no, no. This is called The Valley Boys, not Dave and his stupid cats. Oh, man. That, that was a way better idea. Could you imagine if it was my cats on here instead of you? And they got uh, these little headphones on their triangular ears. God, I love cats. It's not weird. It's not weird. No, not at all, John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you've been demoted to assistant. Demoted from what exactly? Sidekick. Not your sidekick either. Well, not anymore. Not after all that shit you were talking about Canada. I stand by that. Everything Canadians do is stupid with your moose fucking in your uh, socialized medicine. And another thing, I didn't take a dump on a jogging path in Tarzana. Oh, yes, you did. This is fake news. You're already starting this shit off with more of that shit. Uh, I saw it with my own eyes. You definitely took a shit on a jogging path in Tarzana. I'll have you know it was in Encino. Ah, Christ. You know, maybe it was... Yeah, that's right. It was a couple of blocks away from that uh, Mexican restaurant. It was technically Encino. Yeah, it was past that Mexican restaurant. Why do you think I had to take a shit in the first place? <laughs> Christ. Dave. Brandon. Dave. Brandon, damn it. I didn't say you said that, Dave. I didn't say you said I said that, Brandon. Flintard. Conservative. That's it. That's it. I'm doing it. Don't you just fuck my microphone. The Valley Boys. Yeah, yeah there is definitely a hierarchy between us. Um, I'm right here at the microphone. That's me. Up there at the ceiling, that's my, that's my two-year-old daughter. But down here at the microphone, that's me. Now down here at the table, that's where the two cats are. Now down here on the floor, trekking around the... Mud and the shit from jogging paths. That's you. Well, well, let me tell you what I see from where I'm sitting. Up there. All the way up there. That's America. Oh, God. Shut <laughs> it. All right. Down here at the table. It's all the other countries. All the other decent countries. Except one. All the way down there at the floor. Down there, that's Canada. Oh. Trekking around all the dirt and the shit on the bike path uh if you if you're wondering about brandon's accent and you're thinking why does it sound like his parents are related to each other uh it's because he's from iowa he's got the iowa accent that and his parents are actually related to each other oh yeah well if you're wondering about dave's stupid accent he got it from fucking moose on saturday nights all right so regrettably and i'm a little disappointed with this i had asked the internet for any hypothetical questions that we could talk about. And I just got 90 versions. Well, actually, I got a toilet with a turd in it sent to me. Someone, <laughs> I, yeah, I opened up my DMs, and that's what I got, a piece of poo. Um, seven minutes after I posted it. <laughs> well, it's not bad for Twitter at all. <laughs> right. Uh, but I got 90 versions of, this, of, of the same situation where if, you're, if your partner and your parent had switched bodies, who would you have sex with? And number one, that's such a... Dumb cliche question, but my answer is neither. What's the consequence? Gun to the head, shoot me. Gun to their head, shoot them too. Fuck them. Well, not fuck them because I'm not doing that. 
But that's that's my answer. Did you did you get anything good? Did you get any questions? Well, actually, I happened to get one here recently. Uh, if you could have dinner with anybody live or dead, who would it be? Oh fuck! And see, that's just as what, stupid. What, what's wrong? It's with just it? as cliche. It's just it's the same. Every, nobody's creative with this shit. I mean, I'm not either. That's why I had to ask the internet. But uh, my answer for that question: uh, dead. Someone dead. Next question. Well, well, no, you have to answer. It has, it has to be a person. <laughs> um, any dead person. Hitler. I, I would take him over anybody that's alive. Uh, that 90-year-old woman down the street with, uh, with all the cats. I'd have her. Well, it sounds like her cats might have already. <laughs> oh, had her for dinner? Brandon, gross. <laughs> what? <laughs> but yeah, any dead person. You know why? Because they got the answers. That woman would be talking on and on about whatever old people talk about. And I'd be like, oh, okay. So uh, what's it like to die? That'd be so much more interesting than a celebrity. Who are you going to get? Fucking Angelina Jolie? What are you going to do? Come to my house, use my Wi-Fi to adopt more Ethiopian children? All right, make a point. Maybe for dinner she's going to order lipstick. But yeah, that's my answer. Anyone dead. That's who I'm having for dinner. 12 dead people, one dead person, doesn't matter, dead. I would have Paul Heyman, Chris Jericho, and Raven. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. So uh, we're recording this podcast in Reseda, California. And for those that don't know, the metropolis of Reseda, it's in the, what, the middle of the valley? Yeah, middle west valley. We're we're halfway between uh, Kanye and crime. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, it was it was mentioned in a Tom Petty song. The Karate Kid was filmed here. I think that would be. You ever do one of those Hollywood tours on the double decker buses? That would that would just be it. They would drive up and they'd be like, "Okay, so here's where the Karate Kid was filmed. Um, that's the end of the tour." And people would be like, "Well, what about the Tom Petty song, Ventura Boulevard?" And they'd be like, "Oh, that's technically in Tarzana and Encino." Um, uh, end of end of end of tour. No refunds. Yeah, well, just for the record, more people have probably pissed on Ventura Boulevard than took in a shit on a biking path near there. Well, it depends. People with jobs and people with homes, yeah, you're right. You also took a shower that day, so you're you're in a minority of your own, buddy. Yeah, you know, what can I say? I aim to excel at life. I will say this about the San Fernando Valley. It's kind of fucked up how um, so many people here ask me for a cigarette. It feels like I'm back in Winnipeg. Well, I stopped smoking years ago because I'm horribly fat. And uh, I'm like, well, you know, I better stick to one vice. And uh, my one vice is uh, me, you know, food, alcohol, and hookers. So, uh, Oh, know. hooker. Okay, see, replace hookers with uh, cigarettes, and uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like here, everybody asks me for a cigarette, and, and I feel so weird. Uh, they say, do you got an extra cigarette? Like, that fucking exists. There's no such thing as an extra cigarette. Bitch, I pay... Like twenty five to to thirty cents each for these cigarettes. There's no such. I, I'm not like okay. Give me a pack of cigarettes and uh, also an extra one. You yeah. know, and I'm gonna carry it around in a glass fucking case, breakable by this uh, uh, that hammer? breaks it. Breakable by a glass. <laughs> well, every once in a while, though, like uh, and especially lately, uh, all the uh, Hollywood police chases have ended here. Either oh, right, here yeah. or on the freeway. This or, is where they just give up, you know? Uh, yeah, they're, they're like, uh, you know, yeah, fuck it. We ran out of gas. We ran out of will. 
Whatever, for whatever reason. So that's that's the other thing the Valley is known for. But, uh, yeah, it's one of the more uh, bullshit tours of uh, L.A., you know, uh, not on, uh, but not as bullshit as the, uh, the Hollywood tours that the tours get. Oh, shit, man. Could you imagine if they did, like, a realistic Hollywood tour, you know? <laughs> no, yeah. No, no, no. It would be like, uh, yeah, well, you, hey, you see that apartment over there? Yeah, uh, that's where every uh, you know bum in this area of Hollywood uh, takes a piss, you know. And uh, oh man, that'd be useful though, man, because you can't take a piss anywhere in Hollywood. Every, everyone's like, no public bathrooms, and you're like, oh, but I've been spending money here. And they're like, no public bathrooms. Fuck off. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You would think as a business, you would offer a place to piss, you know, for your customers, even if it was in your sink. But no, no it doesn't happen out here in Los Angeles. You gotta go in the back alley. Uh, yeah, yeah, not that we would know, right? Uh, uh, no, no, not at all. Of course not. You know, we are sophisticated gentlemen. We're gentlemen, Southern gentlemen of the first order. So. Yeah, it rains once in a while. Actually, it's raining right now, which is so fucked up because the whole city shuts down when it rains. It's it's hilarious. We were outside in my backyard taking a piss, which okay, not together. Well, no, but like we're we're, we're peeing in the back. The the thing is, everybody judges you when you say I was peeing in the backyard. Every single man has a spot in his backyard where you take a piss. Oh yes, I mean that's that's just science. So we're we're back there taking a piss, and we hear our neighbors on all sides panicking. Oh my god, the, the rain! It's gonna be wet. Then what? Right, yeah. You know? uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's the snow of L.A., but like, it, it's the same way that people in Texas freak out when there's a light dusting of snow on the freeway. When there's enough snow that drops that you can actually see it and people in Texas freak out, that's what rain is like in L.A. There's actually two tiers. One, people that slow the hell down for the appropriate traffic conditions and people that continue on at 80 miles an hour wondering why the hell everybody is slowing down. That's probably you. I, uh, Dave, sir, I am a fine driver. I'll yeah, you are. I'll give you credit for that. You're, you, you obey the, the, the laws on the road and virtually nothing else. I, well, you know, I, I, I'm surprised you gave me a compliment. I was waiting until probably you know, Also, fuck you. Okay. Uh, all right. Good talk. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's raining. It's raining right now. And also, there's a wrestling fucking bullshit. Uh, Brandon wants to go somewhere that's airing. What is it exactly? Uh, All Elite uh, Wrestling on Wednesday nights on TNT. Who fucking cares? It's just a bunch of dudes wearing their tidy whities oiled up, grabbing each other. And you, you, you want to not do this and go and watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine a couple of dudes just sitting around fucking bullshit and doing fucking nothing. You know, like. Yeah, that's uh, you know, that's way fucking better. Um, I'll have you know, uh, Chris Jericho from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Wait, he's from there? Yes, yes. He grew up there. He started his career there. Oh. And wait, wait, wait. He started his career wrestling there. Yes. So, like, in rest in in wrestling, are you allowed to use shanks? Is that it? Well, that that would that would make him from Winnipeg. At, well, you know, if the ref ain't looking, whatever happens is illegal. You know? Oh, God. You know it's fake, right? You know wrestling's fake? I mean, the 90s, it, it was still pretty ambiguous. Everybody was like, well, I don't know, really. You know what I mean? Everybody knew, but only the idiots were like, well, maybe maybe it's not it's not fake. But if he had a shank, then I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's, that guy's from Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah, much like uh, 
the girlfriends that you had in your younger days, like all of that, the fake orgasms and <laughs> my younger days of what thirty? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just a couple of years ago. Thirty-five. What do you mean? No, thirty-five. You're ha- you're almost halfway to the grave, buddy. Stop. Sorry, you. You're also thirty-five. You piece yeah, of shit. Right. Exactly. But I don't deny that a I'm a piece of shit or b that I'm halfway to the grave. I know exactly who I am. Yeah, I guess we are. We're middle-aged, right? We're yeah, middle-aged dudes. Yeah, exactly. Give us two more years, and we're like fucking halfway there. Dudes keep their average lifespan is like what 77, 76 years. We keep, you know, two. Yeah, more but years. even seventy, it's not unheard of to kill over at seventy. Hell so realistically, yeah. we're sixties. Yeah, especially I mean, the way that we drink and we eat. Like we're 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 middle-aged. We're yeah, probably past middle-aged. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, but smoking takes off. An average, it's, you know, everybody has their stories about how smoking kills, but it takes off an average of four years off your life. Now, these are the four diaper-wearing shit pants in years. Yeah, well, hey, as long, hey, as these long as... These aren't four college years, you know what I mean? I figure, yeah, I'm going to die somewhere between 50 and 55 between the cocaine and, uh, you know, the STDs from the hookers. Are you back on the coke? Wait, uh, STD? What? Hang on. One thing at a time. Oh, no, no. I thought we were talking about weed. I'm sorry. This is a family podcast. To anybody that is a family of Brandon, you're going to learn all kinds of gnarly shit. So let's start with the cocaine. Um, you you only recently did cocaine, right? Yes, I, I've done it a couple times. Took a little, uh, took a little uh, snort. One time and uh, took a little snort. Well, what, 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 you know, like I ain't gonna do a full fucking line. Like I want to know exactly what it's gonna do to me. So I did that. Didn't do shit. And then uh, you know, a couple months later, uh, you know, uh, did like half a line, you know, from uh, from somebody else. And I'm um, like, and I was where was up. this? Was this in L.A.? Uh, location undisclosed. <laughs> no, 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 no. It wasn't in California. It was in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. New Mexico, big surprise. I feel yeah. like as soon as you cross the state line, welcome to New Mexico. Here's a line of coke. Right. Yeah, and they pretend the shit's illegal, even though everyone does it. But that's a lot of fucking states with a lot of fucking drugs. So that's where you were doing coke, New Mexico. Yes. And what happened? Well, the first time, not a whole lot. Like I took a little snort. I'm like, uh, you know, not much going on here. Second time, I. Uh, I had Is this a- in the same night? Sorry. No, 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 different nights. Uh-huh. And uh, so I had a uh, yeah line cut for me, but it was like uh, as the, the person who had been doing it, who was doing it like had been doing it for a long time. So I'm like, I eh, cut half a line, you know, because if you're going to do this much, I better probably do half that, you know. Right. And uh, so I you know I did half a line. I was already high on weed at that point because I had supplied <laughs> weed to the party, um, and. Uh, D-D-D. And uh, next thing I know, uh, I was on uh, cloud nine, feeling pretty good about myself the rest of the fucking night. Hmm. So, so it was a good experience doing coke. Uh, yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad at all. Like, yeah, but you, yeah, but coke. like you say, you you did a little bit of of it, and it was in a different state, so you were on vacation. Yep. Well, that's a pizza. Yeah, that is a goddamn pizza. Hold right. on, people. Podcast where people eat during the fucking podcast. Well, like it's not we, it's you. You're the only one fucking eating. You we know, just had a whole thing about being fat, and you're the one eating. I'm waiting to go again, and you're eating. Okay, so if like fucking uh, Christy Brinkley, uh, after like a fucking seventy hour binge and purge, like ate a fucking brownie, like would that make her fucking fatter than the next Victoria's Secret model? It depends if she's holding up her work or her uh, hobby. Yeah. Then yeah, while well, everybody's waiting for her to finish eating. 
And you're, you're not even halfway done that goddamn brownie. Move it. Fucking chew, fat ass. Just swallow it down, man. We got shit to talk about. I'm telling you, like... How do girls even... How do, oh, my God. Do you know what you would benefit from? Dude, if, <laughs> you would benefit from an arranged marriage. Yeah, man. It would have been so much easier for you, or really everybody, if your parents had picked out your wife for you when you were, like, seven. Yeah. You know? That'd be so great, because right now, everybody our age... Is like, oh, no, I'm too good for everything, even at 35, right? They're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to find the person of my dreams l- super late in life like this, and it's just going to magically fall in place. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is arranged marriages are the way to go. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. You could just be eating brownies all day like you and not have to worry about it. Yeah. You're recording right now, aren't you? Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Fucking figured, you cocksucker. Now, here's the, th- here's the thing about arranged marriages. Yeah. Here's why they work. Yeah. Uh, or here's, here's what confuses me about it, I should say. Yeah. They work because people like you yeah. find a partner that lasts for life. They have a very low divorce rate. Right, but you have to remember, too, I wasn't fucking fat. Oh, uh, no, I was fairly chubby when I was seven. Never mind. Seven. Yeah, that's when they figure that shit out. Or, like, the boy is seven, the girl is, like, four. And like, here's that the thing. would have been good for me. They they call that shit. Uh, one parent pays the other one. They call that uh, a dowry. Mm-hmm. Now the question is, how do they figure out who pays what? Well, the woman pays because uh, you know it's uh, not necessarily. Well, the majority of the time, because uh, right, and in, in, in a lot of specific cultures, yeah. that's the way it goes. The the either the female pays. The female's family pays, or the male's family pays, but in some cultures, they don't have a distinction. They got to figure that out on their own, and that's what I want to know. How the fuck do they figure that out? If they're if they're like six years old, do they do they figure that out? But like, well, my son is really good at finger painting. Well, he's a fucking girl's family. He's probably uh, you know pay a fucking handsome fortune for that uh, fucking filler. Got talent. That's how you see it. So the so the girls should pay. Sure. Well, you you know what's crazy is, uh, again, it comes down to the divorce rate. If you look at um, somebody looking for love that's our age, thirty five, chances are, it's it's your second or third go at it, yep. at a very serious lifelong commitment, whether it's marriage or otherwise, and with them. By the time they're our age, they've been in it for 15 years, you know? Right. Well, that, that, that just means that the, the guy hasn't found a, the right girl to appreciate finger painting. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, of course I'm right. Why, why would well, it's be better right? than what we got right now. Because what we got right now is everybody being like, no, I'm too good for everything. Okay, we have Tinder. Tinder currently exists. If anybody needs to know where the state of uh, fucking coupling in this country is... Tinder exists. That's all you need to fucking know about where. But we're that at. proves my point too. They're yeah. just like, nope, nope. This person is five foot eight. No, too not good enough for me. And they're fucking swiping on a cracked phone screen. You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I fucking know somebody like that. They're like, they won't, they, they won't date. It's weird. They won't date uh, short uh, individuals unless there's something fucking special about them 
Like I and what's that money? <laughs> it could be yeah. I, uh, I I I don't know the exact metric, but like generally yeah. Unless you're like six foot or taller, fucking good luck getting a goddamn date. You know, you're, uh, I think the reason this I'm person- not saying good luck getting a date. I think it's more like there are too many people, both genders, that set the bar so high for themselves because. We just expect it. You know, like, look at the new iPhone. Only the best for me. Only the, like, if you were to explain to somebody, I don't know, 15 years ago, hey, there's going to be a $1,000 phone every year, and every three years you're going to get one. They'd be like, go fuck yourself. I'm not doing that. And then here we are, and people can't even afford it. And But that's the funny thing is they think there's a such thing as a free phone. You know, everybody's like, oh, come in and you'll get a, free phone with this plan and and that plan is charging you out the fucking ass they're recuperating their costs one way or the other and ridiculous people think there's a such thing as a free phone and that and it comes down to dating too where yeah i'm not saying you need to lower your standards at all like you have your standards that's where you go that's totally up to you but 80 percent of people have standards way too fucking high and it comes down to that. We live in a materialistic world where it extends to that, and that's why people aren't finding fulfillment a little bit earlier. Maybe I'm wrong. Because you look at modern dating, right? Like the way that people – like there's so many different stages of it where you, you, you don't even admit that you're together. You're like, oh, we're just seeing each other. Light reflects off my retinas and bounces off of that person, and we can see each other. That's what you say. Oh, I saw you and so-and-so. That's what you say. We're seeing each other, you know? And then finally, you admit that you're fucking. Yeah. I, oh, we're, yeah. Okay. I, I think the, and I, then, I, it's a, then it's a defeat. I, uh, yeah, we're I, I together. think the metric for this should be is now, like, if you aren't a millionaire, if you're not even, like, pulling six figures, uh, if you can't miss a paycheck without it uh, with your current lifestyle, then that's probably a good person to fucking skip over. And and what's funny is that's most people. That's like, they, they talk about it in these situations with dating or whatever, but the reality is most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. They need every fucking paycheck. Not need every paycheck. Most Americans live yeah, paycheck to most Americans live paycheck to paycheck. I'll grant you that. It's like seventy eight percent. However, uh, you have a lot of Americans too that also try to live either beyond their means or at the edge of their fucking means. Or in debt. Uh, yeah, or in debt in debt entirely, you know, like I have fucking debt because I had a rough patch in life. Um, you know, that's but, a little bit different. That's not through entitlement, though. No, I, I wasn't buying the brand new iPhone 11. I don't drive a Mercedes. I drive a little fucking, you know, uh, you know, low end uh, Nissan. Beep, uh, beep. That's right. Uh, but what I'm saying is if you're trying to date somebody and, you know, they're making like 50, 60, 70 thousand dollars a year, but they complain about never having money and being broke, but they always have the latest iPhone. They drive a fucking brand new Mercedes. They always eat at high end restaurants. Like, 
Uh, well, those are four, idiots. Those are straight up idiots. But that's what I'm saying. But that's what we're talking about, like with, with, with dating, because you have to wade through the idiots. They're they're going to be in the fucking dating pool because idiots won't love too. You know, and you don't have to be a goddamn Harvard graduate. You know, fucking uh, want to end up with somebody. You know, you should be you should be kicked off a dating app past a certain age, like past thirty. It's like just fucking date one of your friends, and that's the thing. They're like, oh, I don't want to date one of my friends. Like these are, I mean, I. Obviously, I do believe in platonic friendship between men and women, but let's face it, it's not going to be the end of the world if, if, if you two start, it's not the craziest thing if you two start fucking, because you can measure, you can measure exactly how close in friendship, uh, two people are of the opposite gender, uh, by how obscure the situation is before they have sex. And I'll tell you, it's not any more obscure than both of you being drunk and the woman initiating it. That's a fact. And being single. Sure. You get any two friends that's, that are opposite genders or they, they're two gay dudes or two gay women, whatever, and you're both single and you're both super drunk and the woman initiating it, that's, how, that's the desert island. And well, it's not any more obscure than that. If, 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 if the guy says, no, we can't do that, we're friends, then you're really solid fucking friends. But that's very rare. I, yeah, I, uh, I don't I, know if that makes any sense. I, I, I wouldn't mind if uh, the chick was married and said, hey, we should hook up tonight because that uh, uh, eliminates the awkward conversation in the morning of uh, what are we? <laughs> Dude, I started watching this show called uh, My 600-Pound Life. Uh, it, did, did you feel how uh, much it related to you? Well, I was thinking of you because you know you're you're closer to six hundred pounds than I am. You're yeah, like but what, I'm also four hundred, four fifty. Yeah, but I'm also not built like a little bitch too. So, mm. I, I mean, like I, I could take a you know a couple punches to the chin and still be standing like you get hit one. Oh, your no, I'll turtle. Gonna, I'll turtle down. Yeah, your head's gonna get spun around. Uh, you know, about like a dozen times. Yeah. So. Well, anyways, my six hundred pound life. Yes, it's fucking. It's the worst show because they have these people that have this food addiction, you know, yeah. and they're like, I can't stop eating, and then they go, they 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 get the surgery to shrink their stomach or whatever. Yeah, gastric bypass. And they're so fucking fat that they can't even get liposuction. And the worst part is, it was one dude. He's he's in his bed eating food all day. And his girlfriend, I don't know how the fuck he has a girlfriend or a wife, whatever. She's just constantly barreling in food for him. And he's double fisting it because he can't eat it fast enough. She's like, oh, yeah, he eats three boxes of Frosted Flakes every morning for breakfast. And as soon as he's done with that, I start with lunch. Wait, 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 wait. Three boxes? Three boxes, dude, Jeez, of Frosted one, Flakes. One breakfast. Yeah, dude. And, and the funny thing is, it's like, it's like, why not put it in a big trough? Sure. But she she just keeps pouring the bowls for him, just bowl after bowl. It's like no no no, dude. Like work smarter, not harder, and yeah. just put it in a trough. Yeah, get like one of those he's giant not gonna stew pots or something like that, and pour them all. Give in him there two and... spoons, and he's yeah. good to go, man. Christ on a kite. And that's the thing is, it's not. It, it is their fault. I feel bad for them to an extent because they have an addiction, but it's the enablers, and it's always a family member. So like they're like this. They had a twenty-three year old. Like, dude, if you're six hundred pounds at the age of twenty-three, it's just as much your family's fault as it is yours for constantly shoveling that shit in. And they're like, oh, that's my baby. She loves to eat constantly, nonstop, and so I'm just gonna keep doing it. And uh, the one, the one girl, fuck, dude. They, 
they they tried to take her on an airplane, right? And they brought her to the airport. Yeah. And she she broke the wheelchair. <laughs> it's, it's so sad that she they <laughs> they had a wheel the wheelchair is horrible. Yeah, they had a wheelchair at the airport, and she gets in it. And she breaks it, and then uh, she she ends up waddling over to the to the counter and she ordered whatever three tickets to houston and they're like how do we get on the plane without a without a wheelchair it's not funny fuck shut up and uh the the, the girl herself she's like oh what about one of the luggage carts so they she gets on it and she's wearing this like big red dress and she's just flopped on this luggage cart and she looks like this giant mermaid but instead of a mermaid she's a manatee in a in a in a dress that's so mean but whatever that's what it, that's what it looks like and they're pushing her through and she's like oh those guys took a picture of me <laughs> I was like, well, that's so shitty like that's sh- if i saw that i would look the other way you know what i mean you're a piece of shit if you take a picture of that yeah but at the same time it's human nature to take a second look how often are you going to see that in an airport? Uh, right. And so, yeah, they get they get to Houston, and the doctor, he's he, it's the same doctor that they have for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, every episode, it's the same doctor. Sure. And, and he's like, you got to lose the weight. You got to lose a little bit of weight first before I can operate on you. You're too fucking fat. He's, but he says that to everybody. Sure. And uh, usually they come back twenty pounds lighter after a month. You know, they like they're they're really trying to make changes. And for that, good for you. Go you you do that. You know. Yeah. But then some of them come back and they're like, "Yeah, I just didn't do it because uh, they're like drug addicts, right? Yeah. When you're when you're an addict, you go to the dentist and you get Novocaine and you're back on the drugs. They're like, "Yeah, the day after uh, the consultation, I went to a barbecue, and uh, the next thing I know." Uh, I gained 20 pounds this month. <laughs> and the doctor, he's just straight up like, well, you're going to die before 30. God. You know? And, and, and uh, uh, yeah, it, uh, long story short, it reminded me of you. Because, you know, you're so fucking fat. Yeah, I uh, think. 450, right? I, it, it's, it's, it's something like that. Yeah, the, uh, uh man. I, I I don't I don't know what to say, Dave. I, I uh, you're supposed to say, "Oh, you're just as fat, you little fucking pig." Well, I already said that, and then you still ran your fucking cock holsters. Yeah. So, did you hear that uh, Kamala dropped out of the race today? Yeah, of course I heard about that. It's all over the internet. Yeah, and what are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm just asking as someone who at one time was like, "Oh, Kamala's the greatest thing since sliced bread." Well, I didn't say it that way. I do think she'd be a good president. Uh, I also said that about Beto. So what are you going to listen to my opinion? It's well, all about Bernie. Well, of course. You know, I've been trying to educate you this whole time. Well, you but. you, you are going for, well, Donald Trump, obviously. But besides him, uh, his, Trump Jr., Tulsi. Uh, are you, you, are you afraid now? Uh, all the uh, progressives out there are afraid of a strong female of color who is trying to run for the most powerful job and position in all of the world and universe. No, we want a female woman of color in the presidency. That's why we're rallying behind Elizabeth Warren.
So did you hear the news about Kamala dropping out of the race today? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, her aide uh, quit a couple, like her top aide quit a couple days ago. She actually said, this is the worst treatment I've ever seen in a presidential campaign, uh, treatment to its staff. And uh, I knew that wasn't good. Uh, a shocker. Yeah. It's, uh, it's almost like uh, she had a track record of that. Uh, kind of like uh, all the stuff that uh, Tulsi happened to mention uh, during the Ugh. debates about her, uh, you know, keeping people in uh, jail for bullshit marijuana violations and, uh, <clears throat> uh, you know, having to uh, f- be forced to release a man off death row by by the actual court system <laughs> telling her that she is doing such a horrible job that, like, look, you have to let this guy go whether you like it or not, you know? Uh, who would have guessed that she uh, would end up dropping out of the race after getting a bomb dropped on her like that? Yeah, she she took a tough on crime stance. Um, based on my research, I, I I looked up a few things here and there. There was a uh, a very progressive lawyer. I don't remember what organization they're with, so I'm gonna not say I don't know which one. But they said she is no friend to progressives. The way that she handles the criminal justice system. And I think that's the next big thing, by the way, just as a side note right now, it's, we're kind of looking at, uh, immigration and uh, the next big thing, whether it's next election or the one after it's going to be a prison reform and people like Kamala, who I think has her heart in the right place, but she's got such a nasty track record of that shit. Um, as Tulsi pointed out, which is a weird thing, by the way, Tulsi is, she was like, what point one percent like she barely got in the debates in the first place and and that's who she goes after is kamala and not the top dogs you know i don't know i think that's kind of punching down uh, well i mean technically when you're in the bottom you're gonna be punching up no matter what she'll she'll get to the rest of them but she's just uh you know uh hacking through the weeds right now but on the other hand she's still in it and kamala's not so merry christmas brandon <laughs> Well, you know, thank you. Uh, you know, it's uh... there was that one thing I read too, where Kamala had there was a this legit skinhead, some Nazi punk piece of shit, who in and out of jail his whole life, whatever. He went he went to prison, convicted of possessing a weapon. Somebody got stabbed at some bar. I don't know exactly, and then they figured he did it, and then uh, it turns out he didn't. He spent like fifteen years in jail for it, and then. They proved that he didn't do it, but they still didn't release him. I mean, it's not the same as death row. It's not like they're going to kill him, but 15 years in jail. And it took uh, the federal court to say, let this fucking guy out of jail. What the hell's wrong with you? And then they finally let the guy out. And he that's here. That's up in Northern California. But he said, you're, you're entitled to, I think it's $160 per day. You can go after the government for if you're uh, wrongfully incarcerated, because that's what they figure the average person makes. Uh, and so he, he, you know, 15 years, he was, he was supposed to collect 400 grand or whatever it is. And it's been a couple of years since then. And he hasn't seen one dime of it. They're just like, no, uh, we need a federal court order to, to let you out of prison in the first place. And we're not giving you what's legally yours. So oh, fantastic. Yeah. Typical California. What do you expect? But at the same time, it's, 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 I do. I don't really feel bad for that guy. On one hand, yeah, he was wrongfully convicted, and that sucks. On the other hand, he he is a piece of shit. But at the end of the day, does it does it really matter if he didn't commit that crime? You can't put him to jail. Put him in jail for that. No, I, I, exactly. It's about the rule of law in this case. You know, it, it protects the innocent, whether. 
they've done a sh- bunch of shitty things before that, but on this particular issue, they're not there. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like Trump. Uh, you know, uh, if you want to nail his ass to the wall, which, by the way, he is building right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if you want to nail his ass to the wall, you got to find something tangible. Yeah, you can't go with these, uh, you know, wishy-washy conspiracy theory things that turn out to be not true every time. Well, you- I mean, the evidence is pointing that way, and everybody that's actually testifying is saying that that's where it's pointing. And the people that, that really know are avoiding testifying altogether. Right, so, so so we have these uh, mystical, magical, uh, you know, fairy uh, witnesses that have just magically disappeared, and then we also they're not have disappearing. These... They've explicitly sta- ignored their subpoenas, and they're not going in. And all they have to do is go on the stand and say, "I was on the call. There was no quid pro quo. There was nothing like that." And their testimony would weigh against anything else. Yeah, yeah, and and, and people that felt so but they won't compelled. do it. Yeah, people that felt so compelled to speak out against Trump in the first place when they could do it uh, behind a veil, now all of a sudden uh, just disappeared when it's time to uh, sack up. Yeah, what a coincidence. Oh, well, that doesn't matter. Yeah, okay, well, let's go with what does matter, what we actually have. We have a bunch of witnesses who said, well, I think, I presume, my belief is, well, maybe, I think this was, it could be, it should have been, it might have been Okay, like I see your I, oh, point. Yeah, you're not, oh. you're not wrong. I, oh, I'm a little, that, a little bit no, louder no, no, for no. the people in the back. Just, just, yeah, this yeah. is the only time this might happen, so I want to hear it. Yeah. All right, I'll take it. Right, and that's what I'm saying. If you're going to nail Trump's uh, ass, you're going to have to have something tangible to do it. It's the rule of law, at least here in America. I don't know about up in Canada. Oh, we have uh, laws. Oh, 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 yeah, what laws? We have moose law. Oh, yeah, moose law? No well, riding a moose backwards on Sundays. Oh, well, the biggest <laughs> crime you could commit. Well, well, I'm glad you decided to tackle the tough crime in Canada. But uh, <laughs> uh, let me tell you about uh, tough crime, which I'm actually happy about this story that uh, uh, comes out of B.C. Uh, shout out to all my West Coast Canadians. British Columbia. And uh, so there's a woman out there who tried to sue multiple, well, transgendered woman, tried to sue multiple. So woman. Yeah, okay. Um. Anyhow, so she... Uh, was going to sue these seven different salons up in Canada. And uh, she brought a suit against these people because she claimed that she was being discriminated against against as a woman because they would not perform waxing on her genitalia, which was that of a male. She, so she was being discriminated against because she's a woman or because she's a trans woman? Like... She wanted women at these spas, and that's all these spas uh, employed were women, or some of them worked from their homes alone, but <clears throat> wanted them to perform uh, a bikini wax on her male genitals. Oh, she still got the... Yeah, she, the, the okay. old wedding tackle is uh, still intact. All right, um... Yeah, that's a that's a, that, that's a little bit of a gray area, because you can't really force businesses to force their female employees to handle male genitalia if they're not comfortable with it. But did they? What did they say to the woman though? Did they say to her, uh, "It's because you're trans transgender"? Is it because you have male parts? We don't deal with that. Like, was there was there anything outwardly discriminating? 
or was it uh, just that the employees weren't comfortable with it? What's the deal here? So uh, the council, uh, BC Human Rights Tribunal, uh, heard her case, and uh, this was the commentary from uh, Devin Cousineau found that uh, she had been repeatedly deceptive and had sought to target small businesses for financial gain or to punish certain ethnic groups, which she perceives as hostile to the rights of LGBTQ plus people. Okay, that's a pretty heavy heavy accusation on itself. Um, But I think that's different than being denied service for your sexual orientation or your... uh, gender or anything like that which i think you shouldn't be shouldn't be able to do for those explicit reasons like that uh wedding caterer or the cake maker who denied service to the to the gay people i think that's a human rights violation as a human rights rights violation to not have a cake made for you because they're explicitly and vocally denying them service because of their sexual orientation which in my opinion is wrong in my personal opinion, yes, I believe that it's wrong. Now, looking at things from a legal standpoint, uh, the Constitution, specifically the First Amendment, specifically states that the government cannot affrin- infringe upon your right to freely practice your religion. So now you have... Uh, but does it allow you to infringe on other people's rights to exist in their own way? Well, so you in this case, you have the gay couple trying to infringe upon the baker's rights. The baker is saying oh, that no. it's going through the court system that now the government's involved. So now the government is infringing upon his rights. No, so go- here's the thing is with this situation, somebody is going to have to have their rights infringed on one way or the other. Okay, I'll agree with that where it's, it's whose rights are being infringed on more. And I, th- I think from a legal perspective... It's the gay couple who are being denied service because of their sexual orientation. And you could say it's it's my religious right, but I think that you're that them as a as as a gay person, um, th- they don't even have to accept it. All they have to do is write on the cake, Adam and Steve. You know, they don't <laughs> they don't have to. It, it, it's a, it's not like it's. I can understand if it was made out of. Oh God, how do I not get in trouble? dildos oh my god the filth that just came out of your mouth we've just lost half our audience i'll i'll uh or a nazi cake let's go with that let's say if they were gay nazis and he was like okay well i don't i don't agree with the nazi part (laughs) be a little different i mean hitler he was not about the homosexuality but that's we'll talk about that later (laughs) yeah but the but the point of all this is that a someone's rights are going to be infringed upon to start with, right? Uh, but now you're you're going into like anecdotal arguments about whether it's like, oh come on, you know who cares? Just do it this one time. We're we're talking about the rule of law. If you allow something to slide, no, you were and then saying it starts rolling downhill. You were saying that it's just their cake. It's it, like they had their feelings hurt, and I'm saying, well, for the baker, all he had to do was write a different name, like two males' names, if that. Right, but his sincere belief is that if he were to serve them, that he would consider it uh, a sin against his religion. It would is be it a though, slight against it in his mind. In we, his mind. So by that logic, you can get away with anything. So if I if I shot you dead and I said, well, my religion said to kill Brandon. And even though, I don't know, 80% of the country would be okay with me killing you specifically because, you know. There, 
that's not uh, that's not an excuse to do it. And people people do that, man. They they push those boundaries. They'll say, the uh, what's that spaghetti? The spaghetti monster, the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah. You, you see that where they went in for their driver's license and they said, well, I'm going to put a spaghetti strainer on my head because it's my religion. Yeah, I think and it was like people, Austria or something like that. Yeah. No, I thought that was here. Someone did, someone might have done it somewhere else, but somebody did that here, too. Sure. They did it in Canada, too. Yeah. It's, somebody it's, did it's it everywhere. Around, right. Anyhow. Once, someone does it once. Point and being. That shit is stupid. Like you're, they're they're trying to make a point to say, well, if they're allowed to wear a turban, if they're allowed to whatever, then I'm allowed to fucking and like. That's not the way to stick it to the government. All right. Well, here's the thing. So going back to the whole killing somebody argument, right? Mm -hmm. If I go up and shoot you in the head, I have infringed upon your right to live your life the way that you see fit. So I have actually uh, inflicted harm upon you uh, irrevocably in this case. (laughs) I know some big words. Don't you laugh at me, Dave? No matter how Uh, hard you stumble through them. Yeah, I got you. If I walk up to you and say, man, I wish somebody would put a gun against your head and pull the trigger. Nothing's going to happen because nothing was fucking harmed. You didn't threaten somebody. You didn't actually kill somebody. Nothing was done. And that's the thing with the baker and the cake maker in this case. So at this point, all that happened was the gay couple had some hurt feelings. The baker didn't make a sale. But at this point, everyone was free to go upon their day. Okay. So you're quoting the Constitution as as the reasoning behind your logic here. Uh, He's allowed to freely express his religion. But what if it infringes on other people's right to happiness? What's the quote on that again? Life, liberty, and the pursuit. That's what these guys are trying to do. They're trying to pursue happiness and not have their rights infringed on based upon somebody else's prejudice. And that's what it comes down to. If that baker had said, well, I just don't have the, the materials today. I ran out of flour. Everybody knows he's full of shit, but at least he said that. If he says, I'm not serving you because your, your, your lifestyle doesn't line up with whatever the fuck my God, my interpretation of what my God has said about that, then fuck that dude. How is it different than saying you can't come in here because you're black? Well, that's the thing. We're not talking about someone who is black, Chinese, uh, Mexican, who is being discriminated against. We're talking about a particular... We we, we basically are, though. They're being discriminated against based on who they are. We're we're talking about an isolated incident here where it's specifically related to someone's religious belief. Now, I don't particularly uh, hold that belief. I don't stand behind that stance but at the same time if that's what the constitution says is allowed and the supreme court voted on the case went all the way to the supreme court and they sided with the side of the baker and that just goes to my whole point earlier of someone's rights are going to have to get stepped on here in this case like you're not going to make everybody happy in this situation so So if i had said that my religion forbids me as a business owner to interact with black people should that be allowed if i had a water fountain if i owned a mall and i put up a sign that said uh no black people around these water fountains is that legal 
Uh, well, again, you you would have to put uh, the argument in the confines of if somebody was claiming a religious practice or not. And then yeah, my if somebody, religion, my, and, and, my religion, okay, now if, says that says now, says if, no black people. That's what my religion says. Okay, it, like in this yeah. hypothetical context, but it, it, and I also sure. don't own them all. But right. <laughs> in this situation, my religion says no black people can drink out of water fountains that you own. And I put that up and I, and I explicitly say, it's nothing personal. It's just my religion says no black people can drink out of these water fountains. Will, will that go to the Supreme Court? And with the Supreme Court, well, I mean, Trump's Supreme Court, but in this situation, is that how it would go? Well, it would depend on a few factors. A, you would have to decide how sincerely held those beliefs are and whether it's just somebody making crackpot you know, statements. Uh, and that's one of the things that was determined. I'm sure you could baker. find a religion. I'm sure there's a religion out you, there. You could, you could make one up overnight that says like I that you have to drink dish soap and like you know wash yourself in uh, cheap beer. I you know you can create any crackpot religion you want, but it does have to stand up to a certain standard. You can't just claim whatever you want and expect it to go to the court system, and you know and have it be held up. They these have to be sincerely, firmly held, established beliefs that. You you can prove are legitimate based upon the length of time you've believed it, your knowledge of the subject, uh, the way you actually live your life. Uh, so if it came down to the subject of a black person being discriminated against by someone claiming that it's religious practices, that has to go to the court system. Uh. We're right see, back. That, that's nasty. It's nasty. It is. It's absolutely nasty. And, and I don't see it. I don't see that any differently denying a gay person service because they're gay as any different than saying you can't drink out of this water fountain because you're black all right well i mean and unfortunately you know where we're at is supreme court personally yes it's discrimination you know plain and clear i i, I don't agree with it whatsoever but unfortunately that's where we're at with the supreme court right now is they have a blatant double standard it would appear so ah so if you're wondering why it sounds slightly different throughout this podcast, it's because we recorded part of it in my house, part of it in Brandon's house where we are right now, where he just, God, he's living in squalor. He's got this Christmas tree that looks like a meter stick. From Walmart. Yeah, well. They employ many Americans. It's also like. A Charlie Brown tree, but yeah, that's cool. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and shit all over the spirit of Christmas, Dave. Goddamn liberal sons of bitches. Well, I'm not religious, so Christmas to me is just Xmas, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, that, that, that tree is a symbol of beacon and hope for people around the world. <laughs> but aside from your shitty tree, the worst part about being in Brandon's house is what he's wearing, which is nothing but a pair of basketball shorts and his glasses. Yeah, because Dave's afraid of what masculinity looks like because he's never seen it for the 35 years he's been alive looking in the fucking mirror. Oh. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, but just, geez. I'm sorry, I'm a little drunk. Right for the jugular, man. Yeah, well, me too. We've been drinking booze all night. Like, that, that was our problem last time we got too drunk. We had to edit down three and a half hours down to one hour, and it's just we were drunk the whole time. And I'm like, we can't use really any of this but i will say that you sitting here shirtless 
is quite a distraction. And I don't mean that in a, in any way a compliment. So you you've been around Canadian wildlife, but somehow like this offends you. Like I Well, you... we don't have any silverback gorillas there. <laughs> <laughs> we do have humpback whales off the west coast. You know what's funny? Or it's, your mom's favorite, the sperm whale. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here fat shaming you like a fat schist. Like I'm not a fat guy myself. Yeah, right. No, you're, you're like one of those fat dudes that has a shirt that says no fat chicks when he goes to the country music shows and is jacked up Ford F-150. Okay. okay, hang on. That is you, sir. That is literally you. You're oh, just I'm sorry. I don't, I, I don't remember fat shaming. Me. I don't remember fat shaming anybody. I, I'm sorry. Uh I, 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 who, who was doing the fat shaming here? Uh, m- m- Mr. Progressive over there? No, I think I was talking about my own weight. I don't remember saying anything about you. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, compare me to a whale or silverback gorilla. No, not at all. It had nothing to do with my weight. I, sir, am offended. You know what's funny? I got my animal nickname when I was skinny, Weasel. Now I'm just like a fat weasel. I'm like a possum. Which, by the way, they have infested. Our neighbor, Brandon and I live 11 doors away from each other. Our houses are 11 houses away. And we have the same problems with bullshit possums. But luckily, we got this little spot uh, that it's by a bridge over the L.A. River that we like to go and kind of king of the hill it, stand on the bridge and have a few drinks. We can't really do it now. There's been some gang activity and, you know, the homeless have sort of made that their, well, home. But that uh, that place has raccoons. Brandon, yeah. why don't you tell everybody how much you love raccoons? I, I like cats. I'm not going to get into it right now. But I really fucking adore cats. They are the greatest. Uh, like I said, I'm not getting into it. But Brandon, you love raccoons. Yeah, yeah. Please ignore the single cat lady for a minute. And uh, yeah, let me tell you about how awesome raccoons are. A, they're smart. B, they love food and they're fat like me, so that's pretty awesome. And uh, C, uh, they're not fucking cats. Uh, they really are like you. They'll just eat anything. Uh, yeah, and, and somehow you're the one trying to lose weight, fatty. Yeah, I'm on the keto diet. I ha- Well, okay, I, I just got back into it. I was on it since uh, September 17th, and then I went off of it for Thanksgiving. Because you got it. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm not fucking going to go there and be like, I'm just going to have some turkey and nothing else. Fuck that. Yeah, so uh, here's the thing, man. Uh, so your bullshit cats, they'll sit there and they'll be My assholes what? to you. Yeah, your bullshit cats, they'll sit there and look at you like you're an asshole. They'll treat you like you're an asshole. You'll uh, want to give them some affection. They'll turn their back on you, basically telling you to F off, right? But they'll still expect you know food and water and that you yeah. get up in the morning and change yeah. your litter box, all that bullshit. Yeah. Raccoon, they'll actually show a little affection towards you. No, they don't. They, they'll jump What's on What's affection? Your, uh, they'll bite your finger off? That's what the, That's affection to them? At what you know, it's protein they need to eat. God damn it, they're hungry, they're fat. <laughs> Don't you judge, you son of a bitch. But uh, no, yeah, they're uh, they'll be up on your lap and rubbing on you, and they'll want the belly rubs and all that, you know. And they uh, they won't push your uh, glasses of water off the table. And uh, you know, it's funny. I have two cats, Ace and Wednesday. And they have cool names. I'll give you that. Yeah. Well, Wednesday, I thought was a girl. I took pictures. I didn't know what gender they were, so I took pictures of their junk and I put oh, on. That was a shocker. The liberal couldn't figure out what gender was in 2019. <laughs> Big surprise. Come on, man. 
So anyways, I, 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 fuck, I couldn't figure out what gender they were because they were still little baby kitties. Yeah. Um, so I took pictures of their junk like a weirdo, but I put it on the internet also like a weirdo. And I asked people, what, what is this? And then one, one girl said, I work at a vet, whatever. One of them, Ace, that's a boy. So he got the name Ace. The other one, I think, I can't really tell, but I think that's a girl. And so I named that one Wednesday, like Wednesday Adams. Okay. And then it turns out Wednesday's a, he's a man. You know, he gets shit done. Not like Ace. Because Ace is a dick. Like, like not just has one. He is the meanest cat. He does, like, you go to pet him and he just moves away. It's like, the fuck are you doing? Wednesday, he just loves the love. But they're both great. I love them so much. Yeah, so yeah, Wednesday should have been a raccoon is what you're saying, basically. No, Wednesday is a, is a, is a regular cat. I, th- I think Ace is the raccoon. Anytime I've seen a raccoon, you know what I did to a raccoon? I saw one on my back porch, and he's eating out of the, the dog food. So I go, I go up to the, because I got, you know, the back door at my place. It's got a big glass window. Yeah. So I go up, and I just... Start fucking knocking on <laughs> He takes off like a pussy. Oh, him's just wanted some foods, you fat fuck. You can share some of your food. Obviously, you don't need the calories. Oh, see, now who's the fat chist? Yeah, one fat, so I can say it. So, All right, that's about it for us. Uh, thanks a lot for listening. If you made it all the way through, we are the Valley Boys, recorded from Reseda, California. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, say, say goodnight, Brandon. Good night, Brandon. Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> ah, I'm performing at the Comedy Store this Thursday, which should be today by the time it airs. Uh, Thursday, December 5th, the Belly Room, 8 p.m. I'm going there for low-key upset. You're going to find out what I'm low-key upset about compared to this, what, high-key upset shit. But it'll be a good time. Come on down. Matt Reif is the one hosting it, running it, the big star of it. He looks like a GQ model, but somehow he's cursed with the brain of a comedian. It'll be a good time. Thanks a lot for listening. I'm Dave Weasel with Brandon Collins. Peace out. And I've got my peace out. Good night.